0: Global Business News, 24 hours a day, at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are rallying ahead of the final hour of trading on this Wednesday. S&P 500 Index snapping a two-day drop after data showing acceleration in the manufacturing and services sectors. S&P 500 Index up 11 points to 2161. That is a gain of five-tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials up 129 points, up 7 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ is up 33 points, a gain of 6 tenths of 1%. Tenure down 9.32, yield 1.72%. Gold down 60 cents the ounce to 12.69. Crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, up 2.1%. Gaining $1.03 a barrel, 49.71 right now on WTI. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. <laughs> You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio.
1: The Johannesburg Stock Exchange, it's the biggest in Africa, the 20th largest in the world with over 330 companies listed on the primary exchange representing an average market cap of 1.4 excuse me, one point oh four billion US dollars with some companies containing a market cap of over one trillion US dollars. And we're very happy to welcome the CEO of the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, the JSE, Nikki Newton King. She is in town this week for the fourth annual South Africa Tomorrow Investor Conference. The JSC is one of the co sponsors. Nikki Newton King, welcome to Bloomberg Radio. Thank you for having me. So so oh, uh, tell us a little bit more about the, the JSE, the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, and your role there. You've been in this industry for many
2: years. I've been in the, at the Stock Exchange itself for 20 years, if you can believe it. The, stake, the exchange is a, essentially a one-stop shop. It's completely horizontally and vertically integrated. It means we trade, we list, we trade, we clear, we settle. Equities, bonds, financial derivatives, commodities, really it's the place you come to if you want to buy South Africa.
0: Now, recently you said that uh, we have to internalize the fact that the way we do things in this country, meaning South Africa, needs to change. What did you mean by that? And give us a little context for people that have not been following what's going on with the South African economy and the political scene.
2: Yeah, for sure. So we, are, we have a very noisy democracy, and we have a very wide Gini coefficient, meaning that we have a very sophisticated business class, and, and, and but some very economically marginalized, a very deep economically marginalized sector of our, of our society. And I think business needs to change the way it does business to recognize that just making money, just distributing that, to shareholders just simply isn't a good enough way to do business in an emerging market like ours it's about how you reach out and make sure that the way you do business is more inclusive as you grow how do you grow inclusively
1: well there's uh, a lot of uh, that that's a a, a tough question not only in south africa but Mm. a lot of places so
2: as you move ahead how do you how would you plan to tackle that how does it affect your role Oh, well, it's very fascinating because the exchange is at the sort of center of the capital market system. And so we become a point for, for the economically marginalized to talk Two about how they wish to be included. I think the first part is listening. The second part is engaging the listed companies about how do you actually look at your labor relations? How do you look at how you price? What are your additional responsibilities in a country like ours, for instance, in relation to education, in relation to housing, in relation to health? It's a far broader, more sustainable way of looking at business than perhaps one is traditionally looking at in, in, in some of the bigger capitalist markets.
0: Tell us a little bit about the effects of interest rate changes in the United States on an economy such as that in South Africa?
2: For sure. I mean, everybody looks at uh, what's happening in the U.S. Fed, and as soon as the interest rates increase in America, emerging markets come under pressure. So we are an extremely open, extremely well regulated, uh, very transparent emerging market uh, that stacks up well from a capital market perspective. So international investors look at uh, South Africa and say, I can bring money in and take it out at any given time. The U.S. rates start to increase, I think the US starts to uh, US investors start to withdraw. South Africa, thirty percent of our market, any given day is foreign, so it matters what's happening in the states.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, South Africa, I guess, is is considered an emerging market. Yeah. To, in what way is it emerging still? But in what sense has South Africa gained its economy and its its companies a status that to me seems very very developed, very developed. but emerging
2: anything but emerging it's it's emerging in the sense of the gini coefficient in the sense that as a as an economy the size of an economy the sophistication broadly speaking, of the economy, looks more advanced emerging, really, than than frontier emerging. But the structure of the really most sophisticated parts, like the financial markets, is absolutely world class. So, as an example, the exchange, five years in a row, rated number one in the world by the World Economic Forum for the sophistication of the regulation in exchange space. So, that's right at the very pointy end of, of sophistication. And so, we pride ourselves as South Africans in being able to offer investors world-class investment uh, environment, uh, but an emerging market investment case.
0: Now, you've had a lot of political turmoil. You referenced this, and I'm wondering if you could just offer people a little bit of detail. There are reports that the current finance minister is being probed by police and may be arrested. Uh, you've had the Reserve Bank governor say that South Africa's RAND is currently undervalued and that the fluctuations in the RAND are partly because of political
2: issues. So we're a noisy democracy, uh, but we are a democracy and we've just had a very noisy local government elections where there's been significant transfers of power from the ruling party to to the opposition all peacefully achieved. So that noisy democracy brings with it storms for investors to navigate uh, through. The finance minister has been under pressure as there has been suggestions about uh, uh, potential charges against him, but those were uh, confirmed to be uh, going nowhere this this week. I think one's got to recognize there's institutional strength there, far deeper than just the minister of finance. So how about the existing opportunities for investors in South Africa right now? What investors tell us, international investors tell us, world-class management teams across a range of sectors, very deep financial markets, very well-established, well-capitalized. Capitalised banks, very deep uh, um, uh, institutions, or uh, uh, specifically industrial-related com- companies, mining a little bit more under pressure. Of course, mining people think is our anchor investment case, but it's no longer the big the big investment p- part of South Africa, as the size of the financial services environment and the, fi- and the, and the size of, of other broad-based industrial companies have grown.
0: Has the mining sector in uh, in South Africa, I mean, has this been affected not only by competition, but uh, the RAND has uh, dropped significantly in, in value against the dollar? I think it's down about 18% yeah. so far this year.
2: Yeah, the mining industry is, is under pressure uh, at the moment. And of course, you've also had uh, historically in the last two years, quite a lot of labor unrest in the mining space. That's significantly calmed in the last year so hopefully uh, as commodity prices recover, mining will find its space so is it unusual for a woman in South Africa
1: to become the CEO of the Stock Exchange, the largest on the continent, the 20th largest in
2: the world? Well, it's, uh, I'm the first female uh, CEO of the Stock Exchange. But when I was appointed, the head of the Reserve Bank was a woman. The head of one of our biggest big four banks was a woman. There are a lot of senior women uh, in South Africa. We really pride diversity at the core of what we do in South Africa because diversity is a competitive advantage. You need people who think differently round a table when you're looking at – Really complex problems. So it's uh, something I've been very proud to lead. It is unusual globally. It's not um, unprecedented, but it is unusual globally.
1: Was it ever thus in South Africa?
2: No. Well, I mean, you know, I think we've, we're beginning to see more and more more uh, women, and and hopefully there'll be more following me.
1: Are
0: there any plans to change policies at the Johannesburg Stock Exchange in order to solicit more foreign investment?
2: We really pride ourselves from an exchange perspective of being very open to attracting in specifically top international companies listing uh, in in, in South Africa. As an example, AB InBev, the the world's largest brewer, took 27 days from the time that they spoke to us the first time to the time that they were listed. They said of their four global listings, it was the most constructive world-class listings process they've ever had. From an investor perspective, we uh, only hear complimentary things from investors, but in my mind, if investors need us to to sharpen what what we do, then we're always open. Because you're publicly traded. You're a publicly
0: traded company.
2: For sure. And that's, I, I think, a good thing for an exchange to actually live part of its own uh, business uh, model, don't you think? So in, in terms of some of the
1: the upcoming, what's the next South Africa? What are the next big companies? I think uh, technology, for example, there's in many parts of Africa, the continent now, there, there are tech startups of all shapes and sizes. What's, what's, what's really
2: interesting right now in South Africa? And what's interesting in South Africa is to start to see the real big South African entrepreneurs look to use their South African base as a platform for expanding on the continent. They become a proxy for the African story. And that's going to be a good news for, the, for, for investors through the JSE because they can use a world-class environment to access the, the African story.
0: The commodity story, just last word to you. I mean, because uh, we talked a little bit about gold, but there's also a lot of uh, thermal coal, for example, in, for sure. uh, in South Africa. There, is a,
2: there are a lot of different commodities, but the commodity space uh, and is, is, a, is a pretty difficult space to actually, uh, to, to actually uh, deeply uh, innovate in, uh, especially in the labor, in, in, with, with the labor space. So we, have, we are going to have to work quite hard to unlock and, and ride that commodities wave, I think.
0: Want to thank you very much for coming in and spending time with us, uh, the chief executive of the Johannesburg Stock Exchange, Nikki Newton King. Uh, the Johannesburg Stock Exchange uh, up twenty-seven and a half percent so far this year. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes, and this is Bloomberg.